Okay, so on this slot, we normally speak to our aviation expert, Upotejo Mujabili, and uh, from time to time, he likes to refer us to people or someone that we can maybe speak to in the aviation sector to give us, you know, more insight on uh, the industry. Today, we speak to London-based Amukelani Zita, who is the maintenance program and configurations engineer at uh, Virgin Atlantic Airways. Hello, Amukelani. Hi, hello. Hello, everybody. How are you? Uh, very well. Just, uh, you know, finished work now and I uh, was just looking forward to this call just to share my thoughts and, uh, you know, get the opportunity to be to on uh, national radio. <laughs> and to impart your knowledge, you know. Yes, yes. That's always very useful. Yeah. So, Amu, from Mpumalanga with your grandparents to London... Like, give us a brief background on how, you know, your career unfolded and how you landed in London. Uh, well, basically, I left South Africa in 2003, yeah. uh, but I was uh, born around Akonuk and grew up in Valfordin, which is just a stone throw away from Kruger National Park. I uh, moved around uh, South Africa during my school years from Bushback Ridge to... Uh, Nell Sprague, and uh, in 2003, I finished grade 11. I was in Metropolitan College, uh, came to the UK, finished my high school also here, mm. um, went to the University of Glamorgan, which is now known as University of South, South Wales, where I did my uh, aeronautical engineering, B.Eng., and also master's. Uh, but uh, through my university, obviously, I contacted people within the aviation industry. Mm. I would always advise any other upcoming students to always do that, to do some uh, experience and, uh, you know, just get a test of is it exactly what you're hoping it mm. is going to be. Uh, luckily for me, uh, the first company I went to, uh, they, uh, they were very pleased with what I was doing. So during my studies, I would occasionally go work for them, and they were called uh, AJ Walters. Mm. Uh, they were like an engines division group, so they're dealing with uh, aircraft engines, aftermarket, and supporting of uh, smaller airlines or even big airlines such as uh, EasyJet in the UK. Uh, I did a lot of projects with them, uh, maintaining all, uh, some of their engines. But um, Amu, you uh, know, before, before you tell us about that, I, I still want to find out how you then ended up studying in the University of South Wales and not, you know, uh, around Mpumalanga or elsewhere uh, in South Africa. Yeah, I think it's a similar trend with most South Africans. They come across this side. I think there was a, a period wherein they were uh, recruiting all the uh, health professionals in South Africa in the yeah. UK. And uh, my mother was one of them. Oh, so it. she came over here a few years uh, before I joined her. So, I mean, uh, the initial idea was that I'll come over just to keep her company. I'll finish my, my school and go back home. But uh, things don't always work Look out like planned. that. But that's still on the cards. You know, I would, <laughs> I would like to come back home. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> and now you're a maintenance program and configurations engineer at Virgin Amukelani, at Virgin Atlantic Airways. What are some of your responsibilities? What, did, what does it mean to be this, you know, maintenance program and config, configurations engineer? Yeah, so basically I'm uh, responsible for the 17 uh, Boeing 787-900 engines for 
for Virgin. So uh, making sure that all the maintenance program is uh, current and uh, also it is uh, it is relevant to how the aircraft are being flown. Mm. So we have what they call an MPD and that gets uh, released by the aviation authorities every few months. Uh, I, I review that document to see any uh, implications or applications they're suggesting because sometimes they might say maybe uh, they might change a uh, uh, engine task schedule. Maybe you needed to uh, do an inspection on that particular part every 300 flight hours. Mm. But depending on where the aircraft flies, that might affect how you find uh, defects on it. So it might happen that your aircraft is failing at the lower uh, flight hours, like 200. So we, I have to be aware also of the reliability side of things. Query it. You don't just take the, doc- the document as a Bible. And also I'm responsible for writing the job cards and checking that uh, all the parts are available that uh, is required to carry out a certain task. So that's using my Boeing uh, fleet uh, to do all the editing, the reading. Uh, and also we're using two systems because Boeing is used internationally by any other operator who flies a Boeing aircraft have to use that. But we have an internal system wherein I have to do all those changes also in there. And as you can imagine, this type of work is very live. You know, So if I do something and they already scheduled a task and I change something and they go, let's say the aircraft is just about to leave the gate in the next two hours and they yeah. go to do the task, I've forgotten to put a particular part or tool you know, you know, the implications are the flight will be delayed and every delay costs an airline. Uh, oh, so you're the guy that me. makes our flight delayed? Uh, no, not necessarily just me. <laughs> it takes everybody that's involved, <laughs> okay. in, you know, because certain engineers are responsible also for their uh, systems. So you have the propulsion guys, they're kind of responsible for that. But uh, I'm almost like the last person who who implemented, who turns on the on button and everybody relies on it to be correct and accurate and current. So basically you check the airworthiness of that particular, of any particular plane that goes off the, um, the ground? Yes. Okay, I'm interested to know, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, some of the aviation institutions in South Africa. Um, do you think that, because you're working for a big, you know, a big deal airline, right, Virgin Atlantic. Do you think that if somebody wanted to be in the aviation space and went into a, in, an institution here in South Africa, that they'd get international opportunities like yourself? Yes, I think so. Uh, but I'll just only like to uh, emphasize and stress the fact that, you know, the aviation industry is such a very uh, small space. So somebody knows somebody that you know. Mm. And like uh, I said already, it's very important to communicate with other people within the aviation industry. Be open-minded, ask questions, you know. Um, but I, I mean, for me, I guess I'm lucky in a way. I, start, I started in the UK and I mean, it seems like it's been easy, but it hasn't. Yeah. Like I said, I've I've been asking, <laughs> you know, even up to today. That's why I even got to know people like Butejo. It's just wanting to connect with people in aviation all around the Being world. Being inquisitive really. and not isolating yes. yourself. Ask questions. If you want to be in I a particular start- space, open yourself up to some knowledge. Yes, people who are in this industry, I think... Uh, if you meet somebody who's very successful in the industry, they're always willing to uh, pass and share their knowledge and help you. 
Okay. Because mm. I know how difficult it is sometimes. So, so Amukelani, what do I need to be good at um, at a high school level in order to become an engineer such as yourself? I mean, it's the basic subjects, uh, math, physics, and also have a passion for aviation, really. If you have a passion for something, uh, you will succeed. Just keep reading. Um, and uh, I mean, it, in the beginning, it's kind of difficult because you're having to learn all this new terminology. And I mean, aircrafts in general, they're very fascinating machines. But once you break everything down into small elements, it's much easier. But just, mm-hmm. yeah, make sure you perform very well in school, school subjects. Uh, career change, you can always, I mean, you can start studying, I don't know, biological subjects and become an engineer as long as you're willing to apply yourself. Because, like I say, all professionals can see uh, when somebody's, uh, you know, dedicated and willing to learn. Okay. I, mm. You were still saying? No, I was just saying, yeah, I think, yeah, but mostly you need to be very good in maths. Attention to detail is very key in this job because yeah, there's no hard shoulders when you're flying 30,000 feet up. So yeah. you're working on something that needs to be uh, almost, not almost, has to be right first time. Okay, so yeah. the, the aviation industry, Amgelani, took, you know, an incredible knock because of the well, the, the, the lockdown, the worldwide lockdown, right? How yes. have you been personally affected? Uh, oh, well, I mean, initially, uh, yeah, uh, the aviation industry has taken a big knock. I mean, I've lost work colleagues, mm. and some have de- I've decided to take uh, early retirement because of that, because even in our company, they had to cut down on the on the numbers of people. But luckily for me, because my... My skills, because of my background, I have a background in technical records, and um, since they were returning a lot of their old fleets, like the seven falls uh, engines, I was I was heavily involved in that project in making sure that all the technical documents are there. So mm. I've been very busy <laughs> during COVID, and I'm still busy t- today because I'm not only just doing my day-to-day job; I'm also doing aircraft returns, which is something I started early in my career and which is a very good career path because, as you can see, it means I still have a job even when the aviation industry is suffering because of that. Yeah. So so now you're a maintenance program and configurations engineer, right, at Virgin. Is there, are there opportunities for growth in this career path? How, how far can you grow in the aviation space? Uh, I mean, personally, for me, I'll probably look at... I, I enjoy doing aircraft returns, uh, uh, maybe asset management. Yeah, there is always... What are growth. aircraft One... returns, Amogelani? Like, you're talking to me like I know what you're talking about. All <laughs> oh, right, sorry. <laughs> uh, aircraft returns, so basically, in, uh, like, uh, I think South African Airways were in the same situation. I think they leased their aircraft from yeah. um, uh, other uh, personals that own the planes. So at the end of a certain... Um, number of years that you've agreed to in the contract, like uh, uh, five years or six years, you have uh, conditions that you have to meet, mm. and an aircraft is not valuable without its full technical uh, records because everything has value when it has all its full documents because mm. you kind of you need to account for every cycle and every maintenance that um, it has gone through. So when you're returning the aircraft, you have those things you kind of meet because the lessors 
they want to get the maximum out of you. So basically they're trying to find anything that you, um, any maintenance that you might have missed, any documentation that you've misplaced and so on, because all of a sudden that particular part doesn't have uh, the value that it possibly can with the document, or it might actually, it will be unworthy if it doesn't have its record, so you can't install it on an aircraft. So something that's worth about, I don't know, 10 million rents all of a sudden is worth, uh, worth nothing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so. would, you be co- would you consider coming back to South Africa and maybe, you know, being at the helm of SAA, maybe bringing SAA back and make sure that it is a, you know, profitable business? Yes, I would. I mean, it's just something I, I, I dream of <laughs> on a daily basis. Hence, yeah. I'm, I'm getting in touch with uh, other aviation experts in South Africa because I think there's an opportunity there for... I mean, if I travel around the world and I notice that, I mean, for example, in Europe or America, mm-hmm. they have all their low-cost airlines well-managed and it's cheaper to fly around. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody from, I don't know, from uh, Bushpa Creeds wants to go to Deben for a weekend, why are they not able to? Because, for example, we're not utilizing all the airports in around Hootsbrake. You should be able to fly to Messina. Mm. You know, we should be able to get around our own country because we are lucky to have literally everything. You want to go to Kruger, should, should be able to go to Kruger. If you want to go for a beach holiday, you should be able to go down to Devon Mm-mm. for the weekend at a reasonable price. And I think it's an opportunity being missed. And it's, I think it's up to us, the newer generation, to kind of step into that uh, place and make things happen. So you sound like a man with a plan. When are you coming back home to implement all these ideas? <laughs> oh, God, God willing, sooner rather than later. Because, How often I mean, do you the come The is crippled now. Eh. It, it does bring opportunity for somebody to start something from scratch, you know. Yeah. How often do you come back home? Every year. Every year? I, I came, yeah, I was twice there. I was, I was home for Christmas and eh. New Year's, I was home. I only had to come back quickly because Virgin needed me, so I had to fly back out. I think, uh, yeah, just before they closed the borders. And I had to fly through Amsterdam because there was no longer direct flight allowed. So. Got you. I was one of those in Johannesburg Airport begging for a COVID test. <laughs> so that you can get back to work. <laughs> yes, I can get back to work. Yeah. Okay. Amukelani, thank you so much for your time. All the best, man, with everything that you, you know, all the, all the plans that you have in your yes. life. Yes, thank you. Yeah, hopefully South Africans will be able to help them. It might become a reality. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Thank you, Amukelani. Thank you. Bye. That is London-based Amukelani Zita, who is the maintenance program and configurations engineer at Virgin Atlantic Airways. The R. We've got you covered. 98.5 FM. Feel good music.